0: Hello my friend and welcome back to the tough love Terry podcast. I am super jazzed that you are here and I'm also super jazzed that we had our first day over zero degrees Celsius in a very long time. But enough about the weather. What I'm excited to introduce you to is the next series that I'm working on, and that is The 21 Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Essentially, what I'm going to do is break down each law, what I understood about it, and how it can apply to you, your creative business, or your life. And together, we will become leaders of our lives. So stay tuned for the first one. Uh, We're going to chat about that on this podcast. And it is the law of the lid. And no, I don't mean you're missing Tupperware lids. So ever since I was in grade six, I found this uh, magazine and I clipped out this phrase, and it says, people who lead want to, people who follow have to. And I remember specifically, it was from a Nike ad back in like the, you know, early 1990s. And I cut it out of the magazine and I quote unquote laminated it with tape, with packing tape, and I have kept it to this day. I knew back then that I wanted to be a leader of something. Even if I didn't have the title, I knew I wanted to learn how to lead my life. I wanted to encourage others to lead their lives. But then, of course, as you go throughout your life, you know, you kind of lose your way a little bit and you think leading means having a title and You forget that in order to lead people, you actually need people to lead and you can't just leave without them. And so as my mom was kind of going through her own personal development journey as a uh was working in a corporation and things like that. She started to do a lot more research on personal development, leadership development, and so on. And she was introduced to John Maxwell. And that's whose book that we're going to be speaking about today. And when I say we, I mean me and you are the collaborative listener. Anywho, so my mom introduced me to John Maxwell through her own studies and uh, her own version of tough love that she delivers to me when I need it. And I'm really excited to share it with you because I think it's really important for us to learn how to lead our lives. It doesn't matter if you are the CEO of a business, maybe you're the moderator in a Facebook community, maybe you're a student in university, uh, perhaps you're on a board of volunteers, or you are leading your household. It truly doesn't matter what title you have, you can still become a leader of your life and help lead the people around you. Because again, people who lead want to, but people who follow have to. So if you're not a leader, you are a follower. And there's nothing wrong with that, I have to specify. There is nothing at all wrong with that. Um, Just you might... After Even after hearing me talk about this, you might be like, yeah, I definitely don't want to lead people. That does not sound like my cup of tea. And that's totally okay. So, yeah, so basically with the 21 laws of leadership, um, John Maxwell has been around for a long time and has proven his credibility because of his Work is based in values-based leadership, which I really love. Of course, if you listen to the podcast on values, you know just how much I love values. But it was really uh, important for me. I, I went to see him and listened to him, and he's built up his credibility with me. And what I mean by that is I've listened and applied, listened and applied a lot of his teachings in my own life, and I've seen the difference that they can have. And so I'm really excited to bring them to you a little bit. And so the first one we're going to talk about, as mentioned in the intro, is what's called the law of the lid. And so now I do encourage you to go get the book. Um, It's the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. And the first one is what's called the law of the lid. And essentially he says here, your leadership ability determines a person's level of effectiveness. And so if you were just to quickly stop for a second and think about how would I rate myself as a leader, like on a scale of one to 10, how well do you think you are leading your life? We'll just start with our personal lives first. If you are being truthfully honest with yourself, how well do you think you are leading your life? For myself, I think I would probably, I'm doing, I think, I also have self-assurance as a strength really high, but I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I think uh, I'd probably rate myself at about a seven or an eight um, with how I lead myself. Of course, there's always room for improvement because there are some areas that I still need uh, help with and I'm currently working through, but I think the awareness alone is kind of a step in the right direction of leading myself there. So, the premise is that if I rate myself, uh, we'll say a seven or an, I'll, I'll say seven. If I rate myself a seven on a scale of one to 10, my effectiveness could only ever be a six. And what that means is the lid that I have set on my leadership ability is the top, the highest that I can teach to will be a six and have an effect on because I myself Um, have only led to a seven. I've only led myself to a seven, so I can only teach to a six. And what happens is, and I saw this happen in my business, and which is why I was really excited to talk about this, is I definitely saw this in my business, is I got, I became a cocky little shit about 2017 or 2018. And maybe it was, yeah, okay, I'm not, I'm gonna be... I'll humble myself here. So in 2017 and 2018, I was at the height of my career as a boudoir photographer. I was making bank. My calendar was consistently full. I was traveling at least every two months to teach a workshop or attend a conference or speak at something, uh, whether I created it myself or, you know, was asked to come to it, whatever. I was incredibly busy and I was bringing in a lot of money. I'm not going to say I was keeping a lot of money, but I was bringing in a fair amount of money. And why it's important to know that, because to look at me, you would think that I had my shit together. But what happened was, because I refused to grow myself, at that point, I think my leadership for leadership would have been about a 5 probably maybe even less, because I didn't give time to it. Uh, And what I mean by that is I didn't, I stopped reading books, I stopped listening to podcasts, I stopped moving my body, I stopped caring for myself, because I kept thinking that, well, if I just make more money, then that's what people will follow. Like people will want, like me more if I have more money and people will like me more if I have a fancier studio and people will like me more. And I think you can see where I'm going with this is I was not leading myself. I was leading my ego but I was not leading myself, and so what happens with my, what happened with my business is that it actually grew stagnant because I had stopped growing and challenging myself, and it be, it came to the point where I burnt out because I refused to grow my leadership skills until I changed course. At which point, finally, I kicked myself in the ass and had my mother talk to me and say, Terry, you've hit your lid. She said, Terry, you've hit your lid with what you're doing. It's time for you to grow. What do you need to do to grow more? And if you don't grow, you're just going to keep being sad. The important thing to note as well for me is uh, one of my strengths, again, is achiever. And as as an avid achiever my whole life, I thrive when I have goals and forward motion and I'm learning and growing and so on. And so when I gave all that up for, to look like I was quote unquote successful because I had X amount of money coming in or X amount of clients on my books or whatever I thought I had to have to be successful, uh, I got so far away from who I was. And so when she said, Terry, you've hit your lid, what are you doing to raise your lid? And I looked around and I realized I was doing nothing. If anything, I was more insecure. I was looking at people that were doing better than me in terms or were more successful in terms of growing their businesses, you know, bringing on associates or um, branching out to do different things. And I had fallen into a fixed mindset where I would just be jealous and bitter and so on because I wasn't doing anything to grow myself. That when I looked and saw other people growing themselves, I just became pissy about it. And that just made me feel worse about myself. And so thankful, I'm so thankful that I have the mother that I do who gives me a swift kick in the ass when I need it and introduces me to information that does help me grow and raise my lid. And so... She said, what are you doing about it? And that's when I decided to go back to school and say, you know what, I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to go back to school for psychology. I'm going to go learn about neuroscience. I'm going to really, I'm going to step outside of my, you know, zone of comfort, which is the boudoir industry and do something that not a lot of other people in the industry are currently doing. And that taking that step because I was in a space of discomfort allowed me to raise my lid just a little bit higher. And then when I got into the classroom with uh, people that didn't know what I did, I realized, okay, When it comes to learning, you know, about psychology at the beginning, my lid is going to be very low. I don't know a lot about this. It's at about a two or a three. And my goal for the course was to raise that leadership lid in psychology to at least a seven or eight by the time I left. So, In order to do that, I challenged myself to grow within that space. But I couldn't do that if I was just thinking of everyone as competition. Instead, I shifted my mindset to say, well, how can I help everybody? And, you know, if I can learn this, who else can I help with this information that I'm learning? And together we grew and raised the lid up. And so it's really important for us, again, regardless of what your what your profession is or title is, doesn't really matter. The important thing to take away from the law of the lid is asking yourself, what am I doing to raise that? Are you going into rooms where you're no longer the smartest person in the room? Because I wasn't. I used to love going into rooms and where I didn't know anything about the subject and I had stopped doing that because validation feels good and being known as the needed one or the smart one was a label that I had ever since I was little and so I once I let my ego take over and my significance take over be like yes I am the knower of all things I couldn't lead people I couldn't lead people just because I knew things I leading people means keeping myself As the person that's always learning, always growing, and so on. And so, what had to change for me, not just going back to school, was daily practices of what books am I reading? What am I consuming online? What am I taking in that's going to help me raise my lid up and give me things to be able to teach, to improve my level of effectiveness. As somebody that loves to educate, I can't keep teaching the same things because they're going to grow stagnant. So I need to keep learning and going and trying new things and getting creative and going to conferences where I'm not the speaker, where I'm actually the attendee and actually listening, instead of trying to have all the answers. And so there's a quote in the book here, which I'm going to read because I highlighted it. So that tells me it's important. Um, It says, the higher you want to climb, the more you need leadership, the greater the impact you want to make, the greater your influence needs to be. And for me, my goal has always been when I first started Boudoir was always to have maximum impact. I wanted, I wanted as many people as possible to understand that their bodies were worthy of being photographed and that they too could get in front of the camera but once I got into the world of boudoir photography I got distracted I got distracted by not by the shiny things the shiny things I thought and I also got distracted by my own Um, you know, issues that I hadn't worked through as far as my desire to be needed or my desire to be liked and my people pleasiness. And so that all came to a head. And so I had to kind of face that I couldn't have maximum impact if I was focusing on myself the whole time. And so it required a shift in my thoughts. And so for you, let's just turn turn this on to you for a quick second. Maybe you are somebody that's like, I love uplifting people. I love when I can make someone smile. Like, I don't know anyone that says, I hate making people smile. <laughs> but maybe you are somebody that like, it fills your cup up to see, like give somebody advice and then see them take it. But then I'll ask you the question, are you giving the are you taking your own advice? Because what will happen is that people will not believe your advice if you are not taking your own advice. And so it's really important for us to recognize like, hey, where is my lid at with this? If your leadership lid in terms of, we'll say body image, because I know a lot of boudoir photographers listen to this. Um, and a lot of people say they feel imposter syndrome because of their own body image issues and getting into boudoir work. And the thing is, and and the thing I always tell people is that you're allowed to have whatever feelings you have. That's not, not the problem. The problem is if you're not actively trying to get yourself to think a different way, just like you do for your clients, then yeah, that is that is fodder for imposter syndrome because you are not doing the things that you're helping your clients or you're telling your clients to do. However, if you are actively trying and you're doing the things, so in one breath, if you're saying to your clients, oh yeah, just do these affirmations and read these books and watch these videos and listen to these podcasts and you know, look at yourself in the mirror and da-da-da-da-da, but you're not doing any of it, chances are you're not going to have the effect that you want to have in order to lead your people. So I want you to think about where do you, where would you rank yourself? We'll just use body image as an example. On a scale of one to 10, where is your lid in terms of body image? Let's say your lid is currently at a 3, right? You're not quite, like, in the negative. But there's, there's a lot of room for improvement, which is totally fine because at one point I was at a 3. And now I want you to ask yourself, what will it take for me to move my lid to a 4? What would that look like? Does that mean I have to take a class? Do I need to go to a workshop? Should I read a book? What podcast should I start listening to? What thoughts can I start having? How can I start learning these things? And if you go to my links in my um, bio on Instagram, there's a ton of different resources through there. But essentially, you want to just ask yourself, if I'm at a three, how do I get to a four? For me, in terms of leadership and maximum impact, if I'm at a seven, I need to ask myself, okay, what is it going to take for me to get to an eight? For me, that looks like reading books like the 21 Laws of Leadership or listening to John Maxwell's podcasts or listening to Jay Shetty's podcasts or attending conferences by thought leaders, watching TED Talks, um, you know, pushing myself out of my own comfort zone uh hanging around with people that are much smarter than I am even though that might make that might uh make me feel defensive or challenged in my thoughts these are the things that we need to do in order to truly lead our communities our families and people as we have to start by leading ourselves so i want you to consider uh so if body image isn't your thing and leadership isn't your thing I want you to consider an area of your life that you keep saying, this is the phrase that you'll say, uh, I wish I, whatever. So let's say, oh, I wish I had more clients or, uh, I wish I was healthier, whatever that means. I wish I had more money. Right. The thing is, we always say, oh, I wish I could do this because that means we're not we're not filling up our cup and we're not raising that lid up. So whatever that thing is, ask yourself, Okay, on a scale of one to ten, where would I rate myself uh, on a leadership level for money mindset? Uh, Two years ago, I was at a two. I didn't even want to think about it. Couldn't even say the, word money, the phrase money is good without getting sick. Yeah. But I've worked through that. And now I've actually started including talking about money in my courses. Because I think it's a really important thing. But that took time because I had to say, Okay, if I'm at a two, what is it going to take to get me to a three? Alright, let's start reading books. So I read uh, Denise Duffield Thomas's Get Rich Lucky Bitch. I read... Um, I can't remember the name of the book, but it was about the subconscious and rewiring your subconscious to shift the phrasing that you use for certain things. I did meditations on how to uh, confront where my money mindset started. I journal. I track my money. I uh, have affirmations about receiving money and spending money. I started to do the things that I needed to do to improve that uh improved that lid right and then it raised it up so now I'd say I'm at like a 5 probably there are still people that are like far beyond me but that's okay because they have other lids that they need to work on the whole point of this is to ask yourself what am i doing to raise my lid and is it possible that when i first started you know, doing this thing that I'm super passionate about, that the doing of it was raising the lid, but then maybe I stopped because I liked the attention I was getting, uh, my ego really liked this, uh, making money, My e- which, it, again, isn't a bad thing. But if that is the thing that you think will bring you happiness, you might be find yourself mildly disappointed, just saying. Um, yeah, and just figuring it out for yourself, kind of what, what lid needs to be moved and what is one thing don't even don't even think like, okay, I have to rehaul my whole life. Just think like, what is one thing I can do to raise my lid this year on this topic, whatever the topic is for you. And the cool thing that happens then, as you raise your lid going back to the very beginning of this As you raise your lid, other people are going to notice. Your effectiveness is going to multiply. People are going to come to you and say, Wow, I noticed that you really changed the way you talk about yourself. Wow, I really noticed that you're more confident when you talk about money. Oh my goodness, can you please teach me how you got so good at doing this type of photography? Et cetera, et cetera. Because... People want to learn when they see progress happening. They don't want to learn from people that are already there. They want to learn from people that can show the progress and the steps that it took to get there. And raising the lid and asking yourself, how can I keep raising this lid will help you do that thing. Okay? So hopefully this was beneficial for you. Again, the Law of the Lid is one of my favorites. If you find yourself having a bit of a pity party and feeling a little womp womp, I want to encourage you to just ask yourself how can I raise my lid on this? Okay? Perfect. Well, stay tuned for next week because next week we are going to be talking about the Law of Influence. Enjoy the rest of your week, my friend. And yeah. Have a good one. Hopefully it stays warm.